0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 44, Issue 13, Focus Issue, Heart Failure and Cardiomyopathies, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. The link among heart failure, chronic kidney disease and cancer, new light shed on the complex patient. This focus issue on heart failure and cardiomyopathies contains a state-of-the-art review article entitled "Prevention of Cardiorenal Damage: Importance of Albuminuria" by Luis Rui Lopez and colleagues from the Hospital Universitario in Madrid, Spain. The authors note that chronic kidney disease, or CKD, is projected to become a leading global cause of death by 2040 and its early detection is critical for effective and timely management. The current definition of CKD identifies only advanced stages when kidney injury has already destroyed greater than 50% of functioning kidney mass as reflected by an estimated glomerular filtration rate, or EGFR, less than 60 millilitres per minute per 1.73 metres squared, or a urinary albumin stroke creatinine ratio, more than six-fold higher than physiological levels, i.e. greater than 30 mg per gram. An elevated urinary albumin excretion rate is a known early predictor for future cardiovascular events. There is thus a blind spot in the detection of CKD when kidney injury is present, but it's undetectable by current diagnostic criteria, and no intervention is made before renal and cardiovascular damage occurs. The present review discusses the CKD blind spot concept and how it may facilitate a holistic approach to CKD and cardiovascular disease prevention and implement the call for albuminuria screening implicit in current guidelines. Cardiorenal risk associated with albuminuria in the high normal range, novel genetic and biochemical markers of elevated cardiorenal risk and the role of heart and kidney protective drugs evaluated in recent clinical trials are also discussed. As albuminuria is a major risk factor for cardiovascular and renal disease, starting from levels not yet considered in the definition of CKD, the implementation of opportunistic and systematic albuminuria screening and therapy, possibly complemented with novel early biomarkers, has the potential to improve cardiorenal outcomes and mitigate the dismal 2040 projections for CKD and related cardiovascular burden. Cancer and heart failure, or HF, share risk factors, pathophysiological mechanisms, and possibly genetics. Improved HF survival may increase the risk of cancer due to a competing risk. In a clinical research article entitled Temporal trends in the incidence of malignancy in heart failure, a nationwide Danish study. Jonas Bruun and colleagues from the and Gentofte University Hospital in Copenhagen, Denmark note that whether the incidence of cancer has increased over time in patients with HF as survival has improved is unclear. Therefore. Temporal trends of new-onset cancer in HF patients between 1997 and 2016 were investigated. Using Danish nationwide registers, greater than 103,000 individuals alive, free of cancer and aged 30 to 80 years at one year after HF diagnosis were included between 1 January 1997 and 31 December 2016. A five-year incident rate of cancer for each year after the index date was calculated. The median age and proportion of women on the index date decreased with advancing calendar time. The five-year incident rate of cancer was 20.9 and 20.2 per 1,000 person years in 1997 and 2016, respectively. In a multivariable Cox regression model, the hazard rates between index years 1997, reference, and 2016 were not significantly different. The five-year absolute risk of cancer did not change with advancing calendar year, going from 9.0% 1997-2001 to, to 9.0% 2012-2016. to 2016. The five-year cumulative incidence of survival for HF patients significantly increased with advancing calendar year, going from 55.9% 1997 to 2001 to 74.3% 2012 to 2016 The authors conclude that although cancer rates during 1997 to 2016 have remained stable within 1 to 6 years after HF diagnosis long-term survival following an HF diagnosis has increased significantly The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Pietro Ameri and colleagues from the University of Genova in Italy. The authors note that the article by Brun et al. leaves the clinician with the confirmation that cancer is a comorbidity of HF to be aware of. According to the Danish registers, the five-year risk of ischemic stroke, transient ischemic attack, or systemic thromboembolism in men aged 70 years with fibrillation or AF, is 6.8% and in those with one risk factor in addition to AF, it is 8.7%. In women of the same age, the corresponding risks are 8.2% and 9.1% respectively. The five-year risk of incident cancer in the HF cohort examined by Brunet al. was 9.0%. In pragmatic terms, therefore, the practitioner should be concerned about cancer in HF as much as about ischemic complications of AF. Nevertheless, it remains to be established whether the management of HF should be modified when cancer is diagnosed, and this is the most clinically relevant task to be accomplished by the field of cardio-oncology focusing on cancer in HF. Obesity is a pandemic of growing relevance. In a clinical research article entitled anthropometric measures and adverse outcomes in heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, revisiting the obesity paradox. John McMurray and colleagues from the Western Infirmary in Glasgow, United Kingdom, indicate that although body mass index, or BMI, is the most commonly used anthropometric measure, newer indices, such as waist to height ratio, better reflect the location and amount of ectopic fat, as well as the weight of the skeleton, and may be more useful. In their contribution, the prognostic value of several newer anthropometric indices was compared with that of BMI in patients with HF and reduced ejection fraction, or HEFREF, enrolled in Paradigm HF. The primary outcome was HF hospitalisation or cardiovascular death. The association between anthropometric indices and outcomes was comprehensively adjusted for other prognostic variables, including natriuretic peptides. An obesity survival paradox related to lower mortality risk in those with BMI greater than or equal to 25 kg per meter squared, compared with normal weight, was identified, but this was eliminated by adjustment for other prognostic variables. This paradox was less evident for waist-to-height ratio, as an exemplar of indices not incorporating weight, and eliminated by adjustment. The adjusted hazard ratio, or AHR, for all-cause mortality for quintile 5 versus quintile 1 was 1.10. Notably, both BMI and waist-to-height ratio showed that greater adiposity was associated with a higher risk of HF hospitalisation. This was more evident for waist-to-height ratio and persisted after adjustment e.g. the AHR for HF hospitalisation for quintile 5 versus quintile 1 of waist-to-height ratio, was 1.39, 1.06 to 1.81. McMurray et al. conclude that in patients with HEFREF, alternative anthropometric measurements show no evidence for an obesity survival paradox. Newer indices that do not incorporate weight show that greater adiposity is clearly associated with a higher risk of HF hospitalization. The contribution is linked to an editorial by Stefan von Helling from the Charité Campus Klinikum in Berlin, and Ryosuke Sato from the University Medical Center in Göttingen, Germany. Von Helling and Sato conclude that the present findings raise the alarm over the term obesity paradox, which has been claimed to be based on BMI. Can we tell obese patients just to stay as they are? To adequately answer this question, we should revisit the obesity paradox in patients with HF with preserved ejection fraction, or HFPEF, and in lean HF patients by waist-to-height ratio, since this better reflects the pathophysiological processes of obesity. Additionally, further tests are warranted to validate the effect of weight loss in truly obese HF patients with a high waist-to-height ratio. CKD increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, or CVD. In a clinical research article entitled Major Cardiovascular Events and Subsequent Risk of Kidney Failure with Replacement Therapy A CKD Prognosis Consortium Study Patrick Mark and colleagues from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom point out that less is known regarding how CVD associates with future risk of kidney failure with replacement therapy. Or KFRT. The study included 25,903,761 individuals from the CKD Prognosis Consortium with known baseline EGFR and evaluated the impact of prevalent and incident coronary heart disease or CHD, stroke, HF, and atrial fibrillation or AF events as time varying exposures on KFRT outcomes. Mean age was 53 years and mean EGFR was 89 millilitres per minute per 1.73 metres squared. 15% had diabetes and 8.4% had urinary albumin to creatinine ratio or ACR available, median 13 milligrams per gram. 9.5% had prevalent CHD, 3.2% prior stroke, 3.3% HF and 4.4% prior AF. During follow-up, there were greater than 269,000 CHD, greater than 311,000 stroke, greater than 712,000 HF and greater than 605,000 AF incident events. 101,044 patients, or 0.4%, experienced KFRT. Both prevalent and incident CVD were associated with subsequent KFRT. With AHRs of 3.1, 4.5, and 2.8% after incident CHD, stroke, HF, and AF, respectively. HRs were highest in the first three months post CVD, declining to baseline after three years. Incident HF hospitalizations showed the strongest association with KFRT, HR46, within three months after adjustment for the incidence of other CVD subtypes. The authors conclude that incident CVD events strongly and independently associate with future KFRT risk, most notably after HF, then CHD, stroke, and AF. Optimal strategies for addressing the dramatic risk of KFRT following CVD events are needed. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Carmina Zoccali and Francesco Malamacci from the Grande Hospitale Metropolitano in Reggio, Calabria, Italy. The authors note that the findings by Mark et al. suggest that policies preventing HF, CHD, AF and stroke, together with early timely treatment of the same diseases, will protect not only the cardiovascular system but also the kidney. Appropriate cardiovascular interventions targeting these diseases may avert a not-trivial proportion of CVD cases reaching the end-stage phase of this disease, thereby contributing to mitigating the human and financial costs of kidney failure. Well beyond the critical cardiorenal connection, preventing the epidemic of chronic diseases, i.e. a set of highly interconnected diseases, remains an absolute public health priority in the years to come. Genetic hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM, is caused by mutations in sarcomere protein-encoding genes, i.e. genotype-positive HCM. In an increasing number of patients, HCM occurs in the absence of a mutation, i.e. genotype-negative HCM. In a translational research article entitled, Mitochondrial Dysfunction in Human Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy is linked to cardiomyocyte architecture disruption and corrected by improving NADH-driven mitochondrial respiration. Edgar Nolle and colleagues from the Amsterdam UMC in the Netherlands report that mitochondrial dysfunction might be a key driver of pathological remodeling in genotype negative HCM. Respirometry was performed on septal myectomy tissue from patients with HCM, N equaling 59, to evaluate oxidative phosphorylation and fatty acid oxidation. Mitochondrial dysfunction was most notably reflected by impaired NADH-linked respiration. In genotype negative patients, but not in genotype positive patients, NADH-linked respiration was markedly depressed in patients with an index septal thickness greater than or equal to 10 millimeters compared with less than 10 millimeters. Mitochondrial dysfunction was not explained by reduced abundance or fragmentation of mitochondria as evaluated by transmission electron microscopy. Rather, improper organisation of mitochondria relative to myofibrils, expressed as a percentage of disorganised mitochondria, was strongly associated with mitochondrial dysfunction. Pre-incubation with the cardiolipin-stabilising drug elamipretide and raising mitochondrial NAD plus levels Both boosted NADH linked respiration. The authors conclude that in genotype negative HCM, mitochondrial dysfunction associated with improper organization of mitochondria relative to myofibrils is linked to septal hypertrophy. Despite severe myocardial remodeling, mitochondria are responsive to treatments aimed at restoring respiratory function, eliciting the mitochondria as a drug target to prevent and ameliorate cardiac disease in this subset of HCM. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Christoph Mark, Angelica Batzner and Vasco Siqueira from the Universitätsklinikum Wurzburg in Germany. The authors note that the current study provides convincing evidence that respiratory defects of cardiac mitochondria may contribute to energy depletion and the pathophysiology of HCM, in particular when left ventricular hypertrophy progresses. Improving the provision of reducing equivalence in the Krebs cycle with the delivery of NAD+, modifying cardiac substrate metabolism, as has been performed previously in HCM with perhexiline, or improving respiratory chain function with elamopretide, could be valuable treatment options that may further improve the course of the disease beyond the currently available approaches. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.